Hello, folks, and welcome to Making a Difference. Eric Crossley reporting here from the Washington, Baltimore metropolitan area with episode nine of Making a Difference, our second version of our podcast. Thanks again to Dayron Arias, our producer and friend in Florida, and my partner, Senior Social, here in Maryland. Today's episode, episode nine of Making a Difference, is called January 20. 2017, the day America died. And as I often have to do, let me explain what that means. The day America died, January 20, 2017, was the day that Donald J. Trump was inaugurated as the 45th president of the United States about three and a quarter years ago. And it was indeed the day America died, but hopefully not forever. Hopefully you can bring it back to life. We're going to talk a lot more about this show, this show about the pathetic uh, job Donald Trump has done and continues to do as president. We would like to uh, talk a little bit about our listeners and thank everybody who listens to Making a Difference. This is episode nine. Episode eight, we have some, uh, some great numbers, and we'll go over those, uh, what we received on our anchor platform and elsewhere. Uh, and again, thanks, before I forget, to our platforms, Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Let's look at some numbers, though, for Episode 8, our last episode. Our top state was Florida, 40%. California, 17%. Here in Maryland, where I live, 7%. Virginia, 5%. And New York, 4%. We also had some interesting uh, results from different states. In California... My home area of San Jose, where I grew up and spent uh, almost my entire childhood, San Jose, California, 56% of our California listeners, San Francisco, 8%. And Culver City was 4%. I mentioned that because that's where Grandma Crossley lived for uh, several years. Here in Maryland, our listeners, 90% are right here from Charge City in Baltimore. Thanks again for everybody for listening. Also, let's look at our numbers of... As far as countries go for the past seven days, the United States, 67%, Australia, 13%, Canada, 12%, Netherlands, 12%, and I have another country which I didn't have here. But we have uh, great results from uh, those places. I want to say a big hello to Australia because we had some specific results from Australia down under with Victoria and South Australia giving us uh, a good number of listeners. Again, we're going to talk a little bit about every uh, location and some different countries. I'm amazed, we're amazed, really, that the uh, people who listen from other countries, we thank you so much uh, for that. Making a difference, of course, was It's Time to Talk and Act, and I encourage you also to listen to, and we'll make those available more uh, for everybody, too, Listen to the previous show. We had 99 episodes in our previous show, It's Time to Talk and Act, and now we are on episode nine. January 20th, 2017 was the day Donald Trump became president. And we have so many things to talk about tonight, but let's chat a little bit, if we could, about the numbers. And the numbers, of, of course, COVID-19, the coronavirus, are, are not good, although it looks like there has been some leveling off in some locations. First of all, one thing we need to remember before we talk about the specific numbers is South Korea, much smaller country than the U.S., but nevertheless, South Korea 
actually had their first cases of COVID-19 the exact same day we did. There was reporting of that, and they knew what we knew. And right now, basically nobody in South Korea is uh, dying of the coronavirus. Very few people are getting infected. I'll tell you the numbers in the United States. It is a national disgrace. President Trump, Vice President Pence, and everybody, all they continue to do is pat themselves on the back for what a great job they've done to halt this virus, when in actuality, as we'll see in the numbers we have right now, as of today, April 29th, the numbers are not halting at all. We hope the numbers will level off and we can settle down a little bit. Uh, as the president said before, in the warm weather, uh, he predicted everything would be fine by Easter. And it turns out it was Easter 2021, as I said before. We'll be right back. Hi, welcome to segment two of Making a Difference. Eric Crossley, and this is episode nine of our latest version of the podcast. And we're talking about January 20, 2017, the day America died. And again, that was the day that uh, Donald Trump was inaugurated. So if you have any problem with that, then I suggest you find a different show because uh, you found the wrong place. And I just want to emphasize before we give you the latest grim numbers on the COVID-19 pandemic in the United States and elsewhere, that we do want to talk a little bit about uh, what's going to be going on after this, what the future looks like. And I wanted to mention, too, uh, about Joe Biden and say we're going to have more clips from him coming in later. We, if you don't know already, I endorse Joe Biden over Donald Trump for president. Shock, shock, shock. This week we had Hillary Clinton and several other people uh, endorse Joe Biden. There's not going to be any Democrats that are going to endorse Donald Trump. Let's take a look at the at the numbers. These are numbers as of today. Our sources uh, are Google, Worldwide, and CNN. The latest COVID-19 coronavirus uh, tolls are very grim. In the United States, as of today, April 29th, we have 61,342 uh, fatalities, and we have a total number of cases in the United States of 1,060,572. And that's been in roughly three months since February when things really started getting underway in this country. I, I always like to go back, and I don't have to play the clips from the president, but we, uh, we, we always want to go back, because it's late April right now. Let's go back to January 30th. President Trump, quote, we think we have it very well under control. We have very little problem in this country at this moment. Five, the five people who had the disease, the virus. And those people are all recuperating successfully. But we're working very closely with China. By the way, China has pretty much shut it off at this point because of their early actions and what they did. And yes, it did originate there, um, originally, <laughs> as Trump would say. But uh, in China right now, they're having very few new cases. South Korea, very interesting. South Korea was exactly the same time that we started becoming publicly aware and that the president and this administration started being aware of what was going on the same time South Korea did. Now nobody's dying in South Korea. And we have uh, an increasing number of deaths all the time in the United States. 61,342. The number one state, if you want to call it, unfortunately, in fatalities for COVID-19 is New York at 18,015. 
New Jersey, 6,770, and Michigan, 3,670, Massachusetts, 3,405. The numbers continue on and on. What we have to talk about with the numbers is this. It's very, very important to emphasize every show, every time we talk about it, every time anyone talks about it, is that the numbers are delayed. The numbers we're getting for number of cases on Monday, two days ago, are much, much lower than they're going to be a week from now because their cases are going to be reported. There's also a lot of people, folks, who died and basically in the state of New York, for instance, they didn't have any time to fool around to find out if these people actually had COVID-19. They just got rid of the bodies. They were unclaimed. So there's going to be a lot of question about this. Let me emphasize that it's been a lot more than 61,000. It's going to be a lot more than that. And Donald Trump said on February 18th, quote, it's going to disappear one day, like a miracle, it will disappear. Now. The virus will fade away, and hopefully it will come back, but it probably will, according to Dr. Anthony Fauci, in the fall. But it's not going to disappear. Trump said this just a few days ago, again. This is a president that has no brains. He's the stupidest man, not only to be in the White House, but maybe to ever be in government. Now, I will say there are some pretty stupid Republicans out there right now, but he said it's going to disappear. The president said... Anybody that needs a test gets a test. Still not true on April 29. The president said, Vice President Pence, the day before, said we don't have enough tests to meet what we anticipate will be the demand going forward. And then the vice president said we have plenty of tests. These are people that do not know what they're doing. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Crossley. Welcome back to Making a Difference. And this is episode 9, January 20, 2017, the day America died. The day the president of the United States that we currently have became president. Now, I want to go back and mention something that was interesting. I'm 62 years old, and I've had some uh, some health issues, unfortunately. Not COVID yet, knock on wood. But um, I have a, a number of health issues, and uh, to say the least, the last couple of years have been rough. As an older American, I find it just fascinating to hear somebody who's older than me and has lost his mind completely, who's the president of the United States, and just stands up there and does these press briefings where he doesn't really say anything because he doesn't really know anything. Uh, again, I've said before, he's the 45th best president in the United States. Next January 20, 2021, he will become the 46th best president in the United States. But this was at a press briefing. Now, the president has to stop, decided to stop doing those briefings where he was uh, discussing uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, and he had Dr. Fauci out there. For a while, it was actually looking like a real briefing that was updating the American people via the press that Donald Trump hates so much, just like Richard Nixon did. Uh, the president of the United States attacking anybody that he can attack for any reason he can attack and not really talking about the virus because he doesn't know anything about it. So let's go to this. It was just a couple days ago, April 27th. Let's hear the president, and this is via MSNBC and also Sarah Reese Jones on Twitter. Thank you both for this cut. About a minute and a half 
where the president is, well, let's just listen to what the president is saying. A reason of incompetence or something else other than incompetence, what happened at a point where they could have protected the whole world, not just us, the whole world. But we had the greatest economy ever in the history of our world, and I had to turn it off in order to get to a point where we are today. And now we're making a comeback, and I think we're going to have economically, from an economic standpoint, next year an unbelievable year. And I think that you're going to see a fantastic fourth quarter, and the third quarter will start to build. But the second quarter, obviously, uh, you're going to have GDP lack of growth. I'm looking at the head of Walmart. Uh, what a job Walmart's done in going through something. I mean, they were they were doing yeoman's work, including getting us millions of of really very very protective outfits. And and if, I mean, the the job that Doug and Walmart did was incredible. Millions of outfits. And those are high quality. I've seen them. Those are high quality. That's what we need. So people have stepped up to the plate. I think we're going to have a, a really good, I think it's going to start building. I think it's going to build fast. I think it'll be a tremendous, tremendous comeback. And, you know, so I say, I built the greatest economy with all of the people that helped me and all of the people in this country. We built the greatest economy the world has ever seen, and we're going to do it again. And it's not going to be that long. Okay, so that was interesting. That was the President of the United States. We could play hundreds of clips over the past three and a quarter years of the President just rambling on and saying nothing and just saying whatever comes into his mind. Uh, Grandma Crossley said that a lot. You know, he doesn't have a, a box of rocks for brains, basically. The President said, quote, let's go back to what we've just heard in the quote, quote, a reason of incompetence or something other than incompetence, what happened at a point where they could have protected the whole world, not just us, the whole world? Well, he's talking about the World Health Organization and how everything was botched in every other country, except here, when in actuality it was the exact opposite because of his complete incompetence. The president said we didn't even have a virus. We didn't have a problem. All the way back into March and, and February, March 2nd, the president said, we had a great meeting today with a lot of great companies, and they're going to have vaccines, I think, relatively soon. We know that's going to be at least a year, probably a year and a half before that happens. But the president said that there was just so much incompetence going on. It was either a reason of incompetence or something other than incompetence what happened. He went on to say, but we had the greatest economy ever in the history of the world. You know how many times he said this? First of all, the history of the world. We're going to have to go back thousands of years to find economies from, you know, the Persian days, the Roman days, uh, all the way back to Egypt to really check to make sure that this is accurate. But in actuality, it's not the best economy in the history of the world. It's not the best economy in the history of the United States that he had. It's not even the best economy in the last two presidents, Mr. President, because Barack Obama had fixed the economy that you're now destroying and making even worse with uh, bailing out the big companies. He said, the president said, we had the greatest economy in the history of the world, but I had to cut it off. This is what the president thinks. We have a COVID-19 pandemic in this country, 
and a lot of people uh, are out of work. Millions of people are out of work. We have high unemployment. We have a lot of people who are hungry. We have children and, and people, especially women, but men too, who are being abused. A lot of domestic violence going on. We're in a, a crisis situation. If any situation demanded a president like President Barack Obama, this is it. I don't care if you didn't like President Obama at all or not. To be honest, at this point, it doesn't care. He wasn't a perfect president, but he was presidential. Right now, we have a president who, during the, a pandemic like this, that is really just another terrible, terrible situation in the United States and the world, he said, economically, from an economic standpoint, for the next year, Year, he's talking about up ahead to 2021, we're going to have an unbelievable year. The president went on in the press conference, and I think you're going to see a fantastic fourth quarter. He's talking about the fourth quarter of 2020. And the third quarter will start to build, but the second quarter, obviously, you're going to have G GDP lack of growth. So the president goes ahead to the fourth quarter after he's already lost the election for most of it, of course, and then he talks about the third quarter. Instead of looking ahead and saying, well, here's what I look at in the second quarter, here's our plan for the United States, he just starts talking about the fourth quarter and how everything's going to be great. The president said, I'm looking at the head of Walmart. What a job Walmart's done in going through something. They were doing yeoman's work. Yeoman's work. That's a term I didn't even look up. I, I'm 62 years old. I barely knew what that meant. Yeoman's work means that they were doing, going the extra mile, you could say. That's what Walmart was doing, including getting us, that's the United States, getting us, quote, millions of really very, very protective outfits. That's for the healthcare workers that he never thanks. That's for the doctors and the nurses and the peoples on the front lines and the emergency rooms and the hospitals and the, uh, the EMS, the people who are coming to the houses to pick people up who have all the protective gear on. But a lot of them don't have protective gear because we don't have enough. He said that Walmart, the president said that Walmart is doing a yeoman's job and they're getting us really very, very protective outfits. That's what I talked about, talking like a four or five-year-old, apologies to four or five-year-olds. We've said this before. The president likes to say very, very protective. Now, if I use a condom, and I don't want to get, you know, explicit, but if I use a condom, I'm a man, and it's protective, that's fine with me. But if they tell me it's very, very protective, my question is, well, what did the protective mean before you went to the very and the very? Let's go on. The president said, anyway, the job that Doug, I assume that's the CEO of Walmart, did was incredible. Millions of outfits, and those are high quality. Again, this is what the president said and what we just played in that quote in that press conference briefing, those were high quality. Walmart gave us the high quality masks and protective gear and gloves for doctors and eye goggles. Not the low quality that they usually give to people or that we make for other people, but the high quality. That's what we need. That's what the president said. And then the president said, just to finish it out, I built the greatest economy the world has ever seen. I, I don't even know what to say, folks. I run out of ideas. I would love to talk more about what the future is going to be and how we're going to get our country back together. And we will under Joe Biden, who's going to be an excellent president after this catastrophe of Donald Trump. 
But we have to go and listen to what he, Donald Trump is saying because he's totally, totally lost his mind now. He's totally incompetent. He's not a person that should be president of the United States. And as I said before, Grandma Crossley would say, bless her heart, may she rest in peace, that he's not competent to be dog catcher. Now, we don't really have dog catchers anymore, but we do have the SPCA, and apologies to them for that comment and comparing Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not competent to be anything right now. So uh, let's go back before we uh, go to our final segment, and let's uh, do a couple more just quotes from Donald Trump, because we did that nice little clip of him. March 10th, and these are, again, direct quotes from President Trump. And we're prepared, and we're doing a great job with it. And it will go away. But just stay calm. It will go away. That's what an incompetent businessman who inherited the family business and drew, drove everything to ruins, declared bankruptcy time and time again, stole money from charities like veterans' charities, was completely incompetent as not only a leader, but he also sexually molested women and thought that was funny. And during the 2016 campaign, he played, they played it on the air, and, the, and his supporters thought, yeah, why shouldn't he grab the P if he wants to? And he became president. And that's where we are today, folks. He lost by almost 3 million votes, and he became president. And lastly, the president said, it's going to go away. This is March 12th. The United States, because of what I did and what the administration did with China, we have 32 deaths at this point. When you look at the numbers we're seeing coming out of other countries, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. We'll be right back. Okay, folks, and again, welcome back to Making a Difference. And this is episode nine. We'll be in double figures with the next episode. Very exciting about that. Let's talk some more about, uh, about President Trump. You know, it would be funny to have a president like this in a lot of ways, and it was early on. Go back and listen to our shows, especially from the other show, from uh, It's Time to Talk and Act, which is available in, on SoundCloud and a lot of different places, and we'll have those available. Just listen to some of the shows and what we did back in 2015, 16, and 17, and how we talked about this man. Everything that we said has come true and was true and is true today, and somehow he's still president. One year from today, let's hope that is not the case. Now, we're going to go... <laughs> We're going to go, or we might have to move to Canada, although it's too cold up there. Uh, President Trump, we have another clip. This is a, a short clip via MSNBC, and also Sarah Reese Jones uh, sends us this over from Twitter, or published it. And uh, this was another exchange with the press. The press and the exchanges with the president are phenomenal. Let's hear this exchange uh, this was just a couple of days ago. A quote, inflate, inflated uh, the mortality rate of the coronavirus by underreporting the infection rate. Uh, do you believe that's true, that there's some sort of conspiracy theory uh, regarding the number of infections states are, are, are uh, reporting? Well, I can only say what we're doing. We're reporting very accurately. If you look at other countries, other countries are not. I mean, you can look at China. You can look at uh, numerous countries where I don't think those are right numbers. I can only say what we're doing. It's very important to us to do very accurate reporting. Okay, so basically, uh, this was talking a little bit about uh, the coronavirus testing. The president came up with a theory this week that, uh, and he comes up with a lot of theories. He'll, he'll say, when he says something like, you know, I've been thinking, then right away we're in trouble. Because if he's been thinking or 
thinking what he thinks is thinking, then we're in deep trouble because he doesn't have a brain to think with. But he said, I've been thinking that the whole fatality list that comes, by the way, from the Centers for Disease Control, from the National Institutes of Health, from government agency after government agency, and is confirmed by Johns Hopkins. Every medical organization in this country confirms the numbers that we're getting on the number of cases and the number of deaths in the United States. But the president of the United States, Donald Trump, said that he thought that, you know what, it's a conspiracy by the Democrats. They're inflating the numbers of people dying to make it look worse and the number of people infected. I would say that's just beyond the realm of, uh, of anything even feasible that anyone would say, but this is Donald Trump, so he said that. Anyway, uh, the president was asked, as you just heard, yesterday you retweeted someone who alleged that Democrats had quoted, quote, inflated the mortality rate of the coronavirus by underreporting. Do you believe there's a conspiracy theory regarding that? Now, the answer you just heard from the president was, I can only say what you're doing. We're reporting very accurately. If you look at other countries, other countries are not. Who said other countries are not reporting accurately? Nobody said that. Actually, everybody said that the numbers have been coming in pretty well, at least from the developed countries. They're slow from other countries. But nobody's talking about the numbers. We are losing people every day in this country and all over this world to this virus. People are dying, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, children. The people that we care for, our friends, our neighbors, they can't even say goodbye or kiss goodbye or hug goodbye to someone before they die from this virus. And this moron, this idiot, this pathetic piece of garbage who is still somehow president of the United States, he thinks that... You know what? All the people dying is not important. What's important is the Democrats are coming up with an idea to inflate the numbers somehow through the CDC, through the NIH, through reputable scientists like Dr. Fauci, Johns Hopkins University, the research teams there. All of these people have decided to go with the Democrats and let's just inflate the numbers and make them fake. Reprehensible. Beyond comprehension. After... Donald Trump loses the election, and he will lose the election, by the way, and we're going to talk about that before we go today. I want people to realize something. Not only has this president undone almost everything that President Barack Obama and the Democrats achieved in the previous eight years, he's gone way beyond that. He's reached levels that we can't even comprehend with the things he's said and the things that he's done. Now, the president didn't disavow the conspiracy theory that he retweeted. He did not say that there was no conspiracy against him on coronavirus mortality rates. He went off on a rant about other countries not accurately reporting their numbers. There's a widespread consensus among experts that the U.S. numbers are not accurate and could be underestimating the death toll by 50 percent or more. So, again, you, you you, you get upset, you get disgusted, you think, how worse can it be in the White House? And then we get surprised. What I wanted to talk uh, the rest of the show about a little bit, folks, is something that I've been seeing a lot on social media, and especially in Democratic circles. Joe Biden is the nominee. He's going to nominate uh, probably a woman, perhaps Elizabeth Warren, 
perhaps it will be um, another U.S. senator, but probably a woman who's going to be his running mate. And Tammy Duckworth would be a great choice also. There's a lot of people who would be fantastic. Joe Biden is the nominee. He was the vice president. He was the U.S. senator from Delaware. He used to ride the Amtrak train from Wilmington, Delaware, to Washington every day and go work at the U.S. Senate, because Delaware is not that far from Washington. It's about an hour and a half train trip from Wilmington, roughly, to Washington. He would do that every day. He talked to people on the train. He was literally a working man's senator. And then you have Donald Trump, who is the antipathy of every single thing that is wrong with America. And he represents the worst in America and the worst that we could possibly have had as president. Thank you again, Republicans, for that. You will pay a price that is going to be extremely heavy in the 2020 election. What I wanted to mention to everyone is this, as we close this show. Everybody who has a brain and is not supporting Donald Trump at this point, and I assume you're not listening right now, if you are, needs to stop talking negatively and saying, you know, Trump will probably win again anyway. We're probably going to lose anyway. Anything's possible. Yes, we, I've said it before. We could lose. The odds are right now that we won't. Joe Biden is going to be president. We just had a poll come out, a nationwide Gallup poll, a reputable poll yesterday, April 28th, indicating that nationwide Joe Biden is up by 10 percent over Donald Trump. We're going to win the election. Is Joe Biden the perfect candidate? Probably not. Is anything better than Donald Trump? Yes, absolutely. Just about anything I could possibly think of, with the exception of maybe the Nazi parties or the Klan or things like that. Anything is better than Donald Trump. Joe Biden has been a good senator. He was a good vice president, great vice president. He's a good man, and he cares about the United States of America. And he said, you know what I would be doing right now if I was president? I would be leading. And I'd be taking the reins and leading this country and not making excuses. Because remember what Donald Trump said before? He said, I don't take any responsibility. He said that in a press conference just a few weeks ago. I don't take any responsibility. He doesn't ever take any responsibility. And that is the one person you can't have as president of the United States is somebody who just flat out doesn't take responsibility, cares only about himself, doesn't care about other people, will do anything to promote himself, is a narcissist beyond anything we've ever seen, that I've ever seen, and a liar in chief. That's what you have with Donald Trump. So let me, in the last minute I'm going to be here, invite you to do something, folks. Do me a favor and stop talking negatively about losing the election. We're not going to lose the election. If you support Donald Trump, then you need to go to hell, frankly, at this point, because you have no brain either. This is not two sides to every story. It's the Democrats and Republicans. It's not like that. I said this before. This is our country on the line in November. This man, Donald Trump, was impeached. He's the third president to be impeached. And he went to the Senate, and there was no trial because the Republicans railroaded it and basically just acquitted him. One Republican, Mitt Romney, voted one of the two counts for conviction in the Senate. 
and I will applaud him for that. Our governor, Governor Hogan, the Republican here in Maryland, has done a fantastic job. We'll talk more about that. Every other Republican, go to hell. You are not Americans any more than Vladimir Putin is, and Donald Trump is not an American any more than Vladimir Putin is. I will stand by those words till the day I die. We'll have a lot more coming up in the next show. Thanks for listening, folks, for making a difference. Thanks again to Daron Arias in Florida. And thanks to everybody. And please spread the word. And remember, happy days will be ahead. And we will be out of this situation. And we will get rid of this president. Have a great day and a great week. I'm Eric Crossley, making a difference.